I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweetest spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin. I'm super tired McKinnon. And there are so many ways you can listen to our further adventures each and every week. First and foremost of which, SoundCloud.com forward slash GeekDownPod. That's where we live for the moment. We just hang there on a stoop. Some ne'er-do-wells on the, on the corner. <laughs> Yep. While away the, the days. Yep. <laughs> Drinking um, melon creamy soda. Hey, hey, we will get to melon creamy <laughs> soda. We have preambles to get through. All of our episodes are there. If you give us a follow, you will get a notification every time an episode goes live. But if that is too much work. If you also just want to hang out on the stoop with us. <laughs> if, you, if, you are, if you are a fellow ne'er-do-well who just wants to hang out on the stoop, if it's Tuesday, you ain't got no job and you ain't got shit to do. You just want these episodes brought to you, like yeah. Smokey delivering fresh, <laughs> fresh bag of weed through your window. Yeah. All you got to do is click a button at SoundCloud that says subscribe. That takes you to Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. That is where you can subscribe to the show for realsies. Super realsies. And when you do that, you will hear it on the wind. Ah. That's the sound of Chauncey, friends. Yeah. Chauncey, the geek down internet elf. He has his own sound now. Surfing through the rainbow of friendship. Let's hit, let's hit it. Let's hit you with it one more time. Oh, so uh, yeah. <laughs> let's feel relaxing. Like, beautiful like Chauncey. You didn't even notice that new episode dripping into your ear hole. You nope. were just like, what is that sound? Oh, my God. A new episode of the geek down. Yeah. It was like uh, some, some cool music at the beginning and then a cackle. <laughs> a Caitlin cackle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chauncey will bring those episodes to you each and every week. Without fail. The, the least you could do is maybe give us a little rate of review. That would be nice. Four or five stars. It's not even for us. It's really for Chauncey. It's for Chauncey. Do it for Chauncey. You have one little... Are there elf emojis yet? Are there? Elf? I don't know. Yeah. Of course there are. No. Just leave a little elf emoji. Don't you think they're one stars. of the groups who are like, hey, we're in a film feel represented on these emojis? <laughs> Emotion representation is important, Caitlin. It, it legitimately is it important. It took far too long. Oh, my poor sisters out there having to use the black moon every time. <laughs> and like, every time they wanted to smile. And like, why does why is white like the base tone? Well, yellow was the base tone. Well, but. yeah, but everyone knows it's a white person. Just like crayons. Stupid. Anyways. Stupid. If you want to talk about how stupid it is, a few ways you can do that too. First and foremost, Twitter.com. Get up off Twitter. At GeekDownPod. You can add us. <laughs> you can add us. A lot of chat. Occasional bit of chats happening there. Like me spoiling uh, Infinity War for Travis. That was fun. <laughs> That's mean. You know what I told him? What are you telling Because I love the whole, like, you know, Thanos demands your silence. I'm going to have more to say about the Avengers in a little bit. But, like, no, 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 no spoilers. I'm pulling the fucking lampshade down on my head and I don't want to see anything. It's like, hey, hey. I heard somebody gets punched. <laughs> what? Caitlin by Thanos. 
Wow. Is it with a gauntlet? <laughs> he has a gauntlet. Oh my God, did you hear? He's got a gauntlet, Caitlin. Oh my God. It's got stones on it. My God. Got mad stones on that gauntlet. You are just ruining everything. <laughs> if you want to yell at me for ruining Infinity War for you, you can hop on Twitter at GeekDownPod and let me know. Uh, also, notes from the Twitterverse. Uh, our, our wonderful friend Kira has decided that you... <laughs> me? ...are Retzko from Agretzko. <laughs> she, she believes that the English dub voice for... The office lady, Red Panda, is very similar to yours, and she imagines that your life is probably very similar. So if you're, like, new to the show and you've just been passing through and you're trying to find new podcasts to listen to, and you work in the entertainment industry and happen to direct stuff that involves voice acting work, you can you can totally get at me. Caitlin wants work. Yeah, and you can do that... Uh, by Twitter and yes. then also on our Instagram. Well, you could try Instagram. There are there's DM functionality, but it's not it's not the primary. But I mean, you can no. look at some cool photos while you're there. And that's at Geek Down Pod. Look at get a few shots from my trip to Nations, which I'll talk about in a minute. Amazing. Um, then of course there's our Gmail. Probably the best way if you would like to contract Caitlin for voiceover work, VO work, VO work. They say they say oh in the gosh. biz. I'm already I already <laughs> feel like I'm I got my toe in. <laughs> Dipping your toe into the world of VO. Wow, bam. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, geekdownpod at gmail.com yeah it is and finally if you just like want to get at me if you go to www if you want to just get at Caitlin and the weird woman who screams at the end of your hallway <laughs> you can go to www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod um, and if you are like hey we heard that I literally heard that you have an amazing <laughs> voice and uh, the uh, lady who does the VO work for Agretz Gretzko? Is that, is that what it is? The character's name is Retzko. The character of the show is called Agretzko. Agretzko. Um, she's had to take off to go somewhere to help an ailing aunt, and we need a replacement. <laughs> I'm your gal. She's doing a gig with Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Building some houses. Yeah. Panda houses. <laughs> Adorable panda houses. <laughs> and they're trying to do that cross marketing thing. Um, but yeah, I'm your gal. That's the point. Hit her up. Get at us. Yeah. And if you have listened to all this preamble and you're like, my God, this show needs financial improvement. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I was like, oh, he's definitely not going to say it was good. But friends, I'm real tired. So, so <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of me looking at Caitlin as I formulate things in my head and she has no idea what's about to come out. It's kind no. of amazing. But I keep on cheering him on. So <laughs> that's what's important. So. If you would like to offer this program any sort of financial support, you can learn more about that at patreon.com slash geekdownpod. We will be delighted to help you deal with your currency extremists. Which is the horrible condition where you have so much um, extra money that it is lowering um, your pockets to your knees. It's really like like the spinal implications of oh, currency extremists. Terrible. It's, it's tragic. Your osteopath will probably tell you to donate money to us. Kaylin has been spending a lot of time at the osteopath and you yeah. may it may sound confusing to you at first. It's like, what? You want me to give some of my money to these janky podcasters from Toronto? Yeah. Yes, but after a while, we, yes, we do. It'll make sense. <laughs> It'll all make sense, and you will get used to it. We're not just going to take your money for nothing. No, we give you a little something besides. Gee, I don't know the like fifty plus hours of content we give you every year. That's more than probably Netflix. My God, it's a better deal than Netflix too. Oh, it's definitely a better deal than Netflix. Twelve dollars a year, as little as twelve dollars a year. You're yeah. paying at least that a month to Netflix. Yeah, we're at least we're as good as Netflix. <laughs> we're, well, not, we're not. We're, not <laughs> we're definitely not. We're so not. But we do give you some things. There's a patron feed 
You can get show notes. I remember to do some this week. Yeah, excellent. Put some links up, some relevant links for you to learn more about stuff. And I do have to apologize because I was definitely set to do the bonus episode, but then my life exploded. And Oh, hey, your man's hopped in for that quick shower this morning and was like, oh my God, are we doing two today? <laughs> no, uh, that's not happening because I'm exhausted and my brain isn't functioning Hey, anymore. Jordan's exhausted as well because he worked last night and has not slept. And so, yeah, it's going to be a super fun podcast. Super lax. I actually have important things to talk about today. My God, we got a lot to get through today. So let's get through it. Excellent. Kate. I'm ready. So first and foremost, snacks. So important. Most importantly, I had a long stretch of time off last nice. weekend. Took, uh, got the show all up and done. Yep. Got a little antsy. Wanted to leave the house. Obviously wasn't going to go buy no records because we know how, we know how that weekend went. Yeah. Um, more about records in a moment, but to go somewhere, it obviously had been coming up a lot. One of my coworkers had gone. Caitlin's always talking about it. Yep. And I knew it was a uh, fairly easy to get to from where I live. I was like, well, fuck it. Let's go check out this nation's business. I feel like nation should have its, if Chauncey has its own thing, <laughs> nation should have its own thing. No, it, it should just be the cash register. I don't know button. if I have, I just use the, all right. use the cash register because that's what happened when I went to nation's. Friends? Nations, y'all. Yeah. Seriously. Like I said, there's a few photos on the show Instagram. Um, and the, I, did I tweet them as well? I think I tweeted them as well. Just of like the aisle o ramen. Yeah. The bundle noodles are soba noodles, actually. Oh, really? It's a fine distinction. Oh. I think they're made with different things. I think it's like wheat noodles versus just salt scraped off a floor noodle. I don't know. They taste amazing, whatever they are. Kira, the Australian ramen expert, is yelling at me from across the <laughs> Pacific right now. <laughs> but yeah, I just things were just going in the cart. And eventually I just had to be like... It happens. I just have to go. I told you, I have a rule for nations, which is one sweet thing, one savory thing, one kind of food thing, one drink... <laughs> And then you repeat it, right? <laughs> no, because if you do that, you repeat it like three or four you times. Spend like fifty bucks oh, at Asians. Spend forty. Um, yeah. I would also like to draw your attention behind you. Do you see the uh, mason jar filled with spare yes. <laughs> ramen soup packets and oils and whatnot? Because <laughs> I always have extra. Because I use more noodles than I do uh, seasoning. Because yeah. the seasoning is the poison, friends. It's delicious poisoning, but it's poison. Um. So yeah, I just, I just had to put more of those weird sweatered man <laughs> fish jerky fancy feast fish jerky they still got some of those over there he's in an orange sweater and a purple sweater i was like purple what the fuck is purple oh my god i don't even know what purple is it just kind of tasted like something and <laughs> and the orange is a chili flavor so spicy it almost killed me <laughs> no. i legitimately almost died i also doubled down on pear drax yes pear drax <laughs> the, the lost member of the guardians of the galaxy and fizzy pear drink and oh, what else? What else did I get? Oh my god! I tried really hard to save you a sake Kit Kat. Oh come on! It did not happen, friends. No sake Kit Kat. Y'all get into these sake Kit Kats. They're good luck. You're like, how does that make sense? It makes sense. So about the only things we have left right now, aside from like a fucking magnum of I don't even know sea salt something or other ramen that I've got over there that was on sale. Um, I'm totally going to ask you to eat that later because <laughs> you have those extra packets of fun. Do, do, do one up between, do one up and break. Oh yeah. You just want me to give you, give you a packet. Well, like with the noodles. Oh, yeah, well, she wants me to cook her noodles. Now. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, the only things we have left 
are so uh, Pocky's no big thing, but this was uh, this was Pocky that was on sale. It may have been Valentine's Day themed. I don't know. It's just a strawberry Pocky. Oh, it could it be that Love Day? And heartful. Heartful. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe White Day. I don't know. Maybe it was tied into White Day. Um. Oh my God! They have little hearts on the end. Love. Oh my God! I didn't even notice that. It, these are the heartful Pocky. Love with Pocky. And it has uh, an anime boyfriend on the box. He's pretty cute. And actually. on each individual bag. And on this bag, he's making little heart hands at you. Oh. I don't know what he's saying because my Duolingo <laughs> discipline has lapsed completely. Um, Ririka. Nope. Nope. As far as we got. So we got some. This is a plain old strawberry pocket. I mean, then never, never hurt nobody. Oh, my God. So excited. Oh, there's pieces everywhere. Yes. My God, you can have you can have pocky, right? Nope. Fuck. But I'm eating it anyway. <laughs> Shovel two in her face before I can ask that question. <laughs> also, when Caitlin and I would watch Pop Team Epic every week, yeah, there was a scene in the end credits where they are eating the traditional like steamed sweet potato that you kind of like tear open and share with a friend type of thing. Amazing. Um, this is not what these are. These are basically just like sweet potato chips, but they have an a, an adorable mascot. <laughs> Drawn on the front that actually Which, looks like something from Pop Team Epic. I'm sorry. All food should have adorable mascots. It really should. Listen, North America, more mascots, just in general. In general. I you mean, ha- in, to- in, um, sorry, in Japan, doesn't like every town have a mascot? Yes. There's a John Oliver story about that that you can look up. It's amazing. So get into, the, get into these sweet potato snacks. Don't smell like nothing. Oh, my God. That's all right, though. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. They're sweet, like sweet potato. But the main event, friends, the reason we're here, my coworker who had gotten donations previously bought one of these and let me let me have a swig, was kind of taken by it. Caitlin was very intrigued by the description I'm extremely last intrigued. week or the week before. So we have a bottle that's been chilling for a week <gasps> of melon creamy soda. I can't believe you didn't drink it. I would have broken my now. It says tasty. It says tasty right on the bottle. It you know what you're what getting. It is. It's getting into this mango creamy soda. I bet it's better than weep tears. Ooh, I guarantee you it's better than Weave Tears. Ooh, it's kind of greenish. It's green. It looks like it's an experiment. It, it does look like slime. <laughs> I did not see it in a glass when I had it. <laughs> Thank God I can smell it from here. I'm so, like, genuinely excited about this. I have a problem. I have a <laughs> snack problem. Especially like Caitlin's not going to spill that all over everything first, because that's what she does. Hey, come by. Cheers. That is delightful. A little lighter and less overpowering than I recall it from being last time. That is a an excellent uh, melon creamy soda. It tastes uh, faintly of melon and of cream, uh, cream soda. You are tasty, melon creamy soda. So here you go, friends. If you're in the greater Toronto or Hamilton area, <laughs> hit up that nation's. Yeah. You'll probably see me there just ta- <laughs> taking a whole row of stuff into my car. You'll see Caitlin down one aisle and me down another with our <laughs> one arm outstretched just running down an aisle directly, <laughs> directly into a basket. Also, produce price is not too bad. Not too bad. It's another reason why I had to like bust out of nations because I'm like, I no, I live too far to do like actual groceries. I'm not like buying celery and um, taking it home. Uh, there's a problem where they have like pre prepared food, like a whole section of it. I just walk straight through that. I don't even want to look at it. I'm oh, like, man. I can't. I got to go. Nope, 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 nope. I have such a problem because it's all delicious and it's all so cheap. <laughs> uh, does the Hamilton one have a full arcade in it as well? No. <laughs> okay. Well, the Toronto one does. <gasps> oh. I should, like, ask oh, the no. Hamilton one. Oh, no. Guess Caitlin and I got to go to Nations. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Buy more fucking snacks and go to the arcade. Amazing. Do you have anything in your life uh, you nope. would like to share with the people? Because all I do is work and sleep. 
all I do is work, work, and, and I don't even I sleep that much. The only other thing I do want to say, I said the other day when we were talking about record store day and whatnot that you know, like I'm kind of, I'm in research mode again now. What does that mean exactly? Like the part, you know, as you tick off the things that were on your list initially, you acquire them, and you got to learn about new stuff and find new stuff to acquire. Right. So I'm in research mode again now, and I found this series of compilations that I think Warner Music Japan put out called Light Mellow. Light Mellow? I have like 10 of them on my laptop right now. Mm. A lot of city pop, not necessarily old stuff, sometimes some 90s, early odds, some light Shibuya K type of thing in there as well. Um, but basically, I'll, I'll hear a song. Some of them I knew. It's all in Japanese, so I can't fucking read it. Um, but sometimes I'll hear something, and it's like, oh, I have that in a compilation. And sometimes I'll hear something and go, oh my God, what was that? <laughs> And I have to try and, like, pigeon Japanese, scroll it into Google Translate to try and get a name or something. And then I find it, and without exception, every time I've looked up a record that one of these are from, it's either so obscure I can't find anything about it. Right. Or we're in the $200 range. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to be in this range because I'll never be able to buy records again because I'm this never is, going to spend that much money on This may seem like a stupid question. And it's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. But does Japan have, like, thrift stores? I would have to assume they do. I mean, they have secondhand everything, but they're not, like... I don't know if they have, like, a goodwill. Right. I don't know if there's, like, a, you know... Or a treasure hunt. I don't know if there's, like, a Salvation Army in Tokyo that you could, like, go and look for dirty records in. Right. Because I was thinking, like, where you would might be able to find them. Um, you might have to talk to your hookup. And see if he has any ideas. Perhaps. But yeah, it's just really, really disheartening when you go on Discogs. It's like, I never even heard of this one. Or I've seen it. Or he said showed it to me once, but I never like really looked into it. It's like, how much is this? Oh, it averages for $180. Cool. Never going to have that one. Well, maybe something will happen. Maybe there'll be a vinyl crash. Maybe well, the amount of re... That would... Honestly, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm really... Because we know I don't. This is not like my college fund. Like, no. Because I'm not going back to college. And <laughs> I wouldn't be selling these to do it if I did. Maybe there'll be some kind of like super cool holographic vinyl revolution. And no one will <laughs> want any of the old stuff. That would be awesome. These records are even like expensive in uh, Japan, I think. I've even seen like... See, sometimes CDs are super expensive in japan perfumes like indie single mm-hmm. on like a busted ass cd yeah from like when they were 12 like 300 dollars i've normally seen it for yep japan you wild everyone's going crazy everyone's crazy the whole world is crazy <laughs> the whole world is crazy yeah talk about some things in the world that are crazy no i have no news you have no news well do all the heavy lifting this week Hey, I had to do last week. That's so much news for you this week, friends. Mm. Does some of it involve Avengers? I mean, that can kind of get folded into, like, updates. All right. Because y'all know I didn't see it, but... I'm going to see it tonight. Cam's going to see it tonight. I feel I need to mention something briefly. Not that I necessarily want to. Yeah. I feel like the people want me to say something. All right. About about our boy. Who's our boy? Chauncey? It's easy season again, Kate. Oh, I see. I thought for a second it might be beef season. <laughs> it's not beef. Well, it's kind of... It's, beef it's, season's coming around the bed, people. It's, it's like everybody. Everybody. Everybody V. Kanye, which is actually the name of the song he dropped. The honestly not that good song that he dropped. 
Oh. Yesterday. I feel like I somewhat undeservedly, but maybe deservedly, have developed a reputation as a Kanye apologist. Okay. And I don't really feel like I've been a Kanye apologist, at least since during you know the T-Swift debacle. Yeah. Definitely Kanye apologist. But do have felt ever since my beautiful dark twist of fantasy that he has like that that, that was peak. It's kind of been diminishing returns ever right. since. Right. His music is still interesting, mm-hmm. but I'm like less interested in what he's saying like because he's insane Jesus was the super dark album i was like okay it's a, the story i always tell about like that was a song hold my liquor on Jesus is just like droning and like yeah and like aggressive drums and like this is when he got really got into travis scott and started ripping people off kanye uh talks about steve jobs a lot and i think that's an app comparison because i mean really the last few times he's kind of been jacking styles a little bit oh hey there we go. That just that just feels good, doesn't it, friends? No, you feels know, much better. Like eight weights and heartbreak was like, hey, Kid Cudi, you're doing interesting stuff. Now right. you make stuff that kind of sounds like you. Mm-hmm. Jesus was when you discovered Travis Scott, so let's mm-hmm. make really kind of like dark trap beat type stuff. Yeah, I just remember being in the grocery store, like evaluating avocados while this song played, and I'm like, this is not fun. I'm not enjoying myself. <laughs> I'm in a real dark moment of the soul listening to Yeezus while evaluating avocados at the no frills. Like, it can be it can be a dark time when you're doing that. This is not what I want to do with my life right now. Uh, life of Pablo was somewhat of a return to form, and everybody talks about Father Stretch My Hands, which is like maybe one of the best songs he's done in the past five years. Again, how much did Cuddy have to do with that? Because he sings the hook everybody loves, and then Kanye comes in and talks about uh, getting fucking a model who may have bleached her asshole. Woo! Let's not forget that's the opening lyric. The Father Stretch My Hands Part One. And, you know, then he, he, he went away for a while. Yeah. Kanye did. He had a bit of a, he had an outburst on stage during the St. Pablo tour. This was in 2016. Somewhere in California. This was when he uh, took shots at Jay and Beyonce for not being solid enough friends he felt when, when Kim got robbed in Paris. Right. Um, and said... One of the things he said that everybody at the time just kind of went, oh, all right, Kanye. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of that, oh, all right, Kanye, going on, was when he said he would have voted for Trump ha- oh. had he voted. Right. Because he doesn't. Since Kanye's reemergence into the Twitter sphere, Kanye came back on Twitter. Oh, okay. Now this is ringing a bell. Kanye came back on Twitter. Now it's all this music he's going to ha- be dropping. Right. His album, Seven Songs, like June 2nd or something. By the way, seven songs. Is not an album. It can be an album. Let's get back to that. Okay. Jordan, why do you why do you love vinyl so much? Because you can only fit forty five minutes worth of music on it. All right. And CDs came out and everybody was like, Oh, we gotta fill all eighty minutes and now it's just like streaming and my <laughs> sure, make a four hour album. Like, <laughs> go ahead, Drake. Like <laughs> Drake, I might let you. Go back and count all the has anybody clocked the runtime on more life? Like I'm pretty sure that thing was like three hours long. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It was like the avatar of <laughs> contemporary rap albums, but he's a, he's got his own album. He's got a side. He's got a joint project with Cuddy that he's going to do, and it's hey, him and Cuddy are getting along together again. Uh, Pusha T going to have an album. People he's producing for. He said not. He said something about a Nas album. Like he's like he produced an entire Nas album. Ah. This is all great, awesome, easy season, back in effect. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. And Kanye wants to have opinions about other things. Oh, Kanye, which he does. Often. A lot. And the thing is, 
you can almost understand why he's doing it. So basically, he's like uh, went out and bought himself a MAGA hat and talking about how much he loves Trump. And I don't even know this woman's name, but it's like she's like a black conservative pundit and trashes Black Lives Matter and maybe the Me Too movement as well. I don't know. But he said something about like, you know, I admire how Candace What's-Her-Face thinks. And the populace went, who the fuck is Candace What's-Her-Face? And now suddenly her signal's been boosted, like, right. you know, 900%. To Kanye, this is like, he, he's his mode lately seems to be, I'm a free thinker. You know what? It's and like- I admire people like Trump and this Candace woman because they're free thinkers. They don't want to be bogged down by petty concerns like, you know, facts, you know, the truth. You know what this is leaning towards? Hmm. Libertarianism. <laughs> Which is like, we don't want any rules. If you want to drive a car, sure, you can drive a car. You don't need a license. Even though they're giant death machines. Yeah, been a rough week in Toronto, y'all. That's what, that's what it is. It's the, it's, let's have anarchy. Let's all be free. Let's not have regulations about anything. You know what, Caitlin? Put plastic in your food. You know what, Caitlin? We don't care. You ain't got the answers. We ain't got the answers, Caitlin. (laughs) Happy I only got two Kanye drops for this segment. But no, it's like he posted a screenshot of like a text that John Legend had sent him that was just kind of like, homie, I love you. I feel you need to think about what you're saying and think about what you're saying to your fans. You have a very large platform and how you're amplifying these ideas and what that says to your fans. And Kanye's response is basically like, John, brother, I love you using my fans as a way to try and manipulate my free thought. Like he sounds like a dude now who like, he sounds like a a tinfoil hat. He sounds like a college freshman who took his first philosophy class. And now he's like, (laughs) Whoa, what if nothing is real? What if nothing is real? Y'all you can't, you can't tell me it's not. That's what he sounds like right now. And that's why, and I would like to think it's just something as base and craven as like, well, this shit worked for Trump. So I'm just going to really commit to bullshit to hype up this music. I wish it was that simple and dumb. Can you imagine what Kanye would do for science if he figured out how color worked? <laughs> like if he took a class on Newton and figured out how it like went through like how colored colors work? Well, clearly he hasn't. We've all seen the easy fashion shows. What? Oh! Ouch! Sam. Ow! Don't go, don't at me, easy. Um, yeah, he has no idea who big, we are. I never will. Big fan. I've seen you live like twice. And like, so black Twitter has been like all over him. It's like, oh, homeboy officially has moved into the sunken place. Good for him. Um, into the what? The sunken place. What's the sunken place? That's from Get Out. Oh. Kaylin might see Get Out one day, so I don't want to spoil, uh, <laughs> spoil Get Out for her. All right. But it's a, it's a, it's shorthand. It's the new like kind of phrase for sellout, but like, uh. but like. A selling out that is like less sellout and more like you have bought into the lies of America, basically. Right. Like, like you have sold out right. your people, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Kanye posted a picture of like a <laughs> a empty, darkened hallway, probably from his you know home number four in Calabasas or whatever. It was like you know, does, do this look like the sunken place? LOL. And like everybody, like dragged his ass. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Did you see the movie? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Jordan Peele even retweeted that photo and was like, "Gets inspired, starts writing, get out too." 
Oh, Jordan Peele. Like, not a great look for Kanye. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm saying because there's been a lot of Kanye talk this week. I feel like I have this reputation of like a Kanye apologist, even though I haven't really been one for years. And I, I will check out the music, but... This is, yeah. the, this is the continual conversation. I'm so glad you brought this up. Continual conversation of like our creators. Mm. How much do we need to be on their same wavelength oh, to I enjoy got, their stuff? I got a Best of Bill Cosby record on that shelf over there. Yeah. We may be – that may be heading for the bin. Like It's it, – you hit, you hit points, right? Like yeah, it's I don't know. It's just it's a complicated issue, and I what don't... is the point? Mike never Mike never got convicted, so I keep my copy of Thriller and off the wall. But <laughs> I I I don't know. We don't have the answers, Jordan. You ain't got the answers. We don't. We don't. We were just two lost souls trying to enjoy stuff out here. Um, and yeah, don't don't check for my hot think piece on my blog this week. It ain't, it ain't coming. He doesn't have a blog. Uh, I used to. Yeah. It still technically exists. I got, I, you don't know me. I could blog whenever I wanted to. You could. Blow some dust off that. <laughs> Dang, I need a fucking leaf blower to get the dust <laughs> off of that blog. Um, it's been so long since I updated it. Like the domain lapse and anybody who reads it on the back of my book is going to go to like a fucking go, go daddy page now. So yeah, not really. Not. I gotta, I'm kind of checking out on Kanye. Oh. Like it's the old man rap thing, right? Like Kanye is officially an old man rap. Yeah. You know, Nas made an amazing album called Life is Good about his divorce and getting older and raising his daughter and whatnot. And Jay-Z made 444, which is all about his marriage and his infidelity and, like, what he was going to leave for his kids, blah, blah, blah. And Kanye is literally, like, the person posting cover photos of chicken and rice plates on <laughs> on their Facebooks. Like, uh, he's, he's in the weird part of Facebook and that's what he wants to talk about. And I don't know yeah. how much is... I think the culture, I think this is going to be the first time in a long time that the culture has moved past him. Yeah. And doesn't care what he has to say, which is only going to make him so much worse. <laughs> he will not take that well. So all those white people who like Kanye out there, you just... Uh... Yeah, go back and listen to Jesus again. I mean, you were wrong in the first place, so go back and keep being wrong. Yeah. Don't be wrong about this, though. Don't don't encourage him. So, I mean, that, okay, that was the one thing I had. Uh, I have one or two other things. What do I have in my notes here? Oh, yes. So, continuing, continuing on the what? ongoing theme of everything is on fire and nothing matters. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> we will recall that the artist of uh, the manga, the writer and artist of the manga, Rurouni Kenshin, Nobuhiro Watsuki, mm-hmm. a show that, a adaptation of which we had looked at before and kind of enjoyed, but Kenshin's creator uh, was found guilty of child pornography pos- possession. Oh. We will remember that. And what we may not have touched upon was that he was uh, convicted and fined a whopping $1,800. I'm sorry, what? He was convicted and fined 200,000 yen, which is $1,870. On top of the jail time? Uh, what? On top of, sorry, on top of a fine, on top of the jail time oh, that he definitely got. Did I imply that there was jail time? No, I, I, I'm assuming because that's what happens oh, no. when you get caught with child pornography. No, you, no. You go to jail. No, it was just, uh, just, just the fine. That's not even the story we're talking about right now, Caitlin. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, no, no jail time. Investigators had discovered several DVDs that showed nude under 15-year-old girls at his Tokyo office. Similar DVDs were also reportedly found at his home. At the time, Watsuki was quoted as telling authorities, quote, I liked girls from the upper grades of elementary school to around the second year of junior high. I think I just vomited in my mouth. Rightly so. 
also rightly so when this happened the current kenshin manga there was like a a kenshin not reboot but like return arc in one of the jump square i believe it was one of the jump manga weeklies over in japan last fall when this all went down yeah. put on hiatus yep. Hi- hiatus not canceled hiatus so I was like, well, well how, how long is this hiatus going to be? Hey, everything's on fire and nothing matters. Come back June 4th. Wow. And would you like a taste courtesy of Kotaku of the uh, apology offered by the publishers? No. Well, for the listeners. The editorial department offered a deep apology for the long hiatus from print and to everyone involved causing concern and problems. Continuing, it added, quote, the author spends his days reflecting and with remorse and think as though it's our obligation as a publisher as well as his as an author make a way for us to reply through the work to the various opinions we've been getting. And so from the July issue, which goes on sale June 4th, serialization will resume. The magazine asked readers for their understanding. Everything's fire and nothing matters. Everything is on fire <laughs> and nothing does matter. Nope. From a place that makes such amazing things, it's got some real problems. Oh, let's let's not listen. That's the difference between like you know weebs and you know aficionados. I am an aficionado of the place and the culture, while fully realizing the terrible racism, sexism, body shaming, and apparently lax child pornography punishments. Yeah. Hey yo. So that's Horrifying. the awful story. The weird story that came out yesterday, of course, caught my eye. because Sorry, Is it connected or is this a different story? <laughs> no, no, no. This okay. is a different story. I was like, I don't know if I can take much more. Jordan. Different story, but one with interesting implications, which was Grand Theft Auto 4. Okay. 4, not 5. Okay. 4. This game is like 10 years old. And as such, a bunch of the music licensing for the game... Mm-hmm. For the radio stations, yeah, was due to expire. Right, it's a decade-old game, not getting a lot of play anymore. Rockstar opted not to renew those license agreements. Okay, which means they can't use the music anymore. Right, so they have patched all this music out of the game. Okay, it's gone. So it doesn't exist anymore, including your disc copies that you buy. Oh, if you put, if I put in my disc. Yeah. Of GTA 4 into my 360, and I'm connected to the internet, yeah. it's going to try to patch the game oh. and like block those, uh, put in some code to keep those songs from getting played. Crazy. Minor story. Yeah. Scary implications. Yeah. Because, further reminder, even when you buy the things, you don't really own them. Corporations do not think they are yours. No. This goes back to, you know, Home taping is killing the mu- the music industry to like, you know, DRM when sharing your CDs and whatnot. So like your buddy can't rip it. Yeah. When you bought the CD and you give it to them, they want to put in means to keep it from copying, copying it and whatnot. To they do the same thing with DLC and like it's, there are some you know, sure respect the creators their noble uses for these tools. But like like I bought a copy of Persona Five digitally. If for some reason somebody decides that game can't be out anymore, I won't be able to play it. Nope. It'll be gone. I'm not getting my money back for it. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Neuromancer. 
Like, it's just... I read a thread on Twitter, and I, w- I wish I had saved it. It was basically just like, you know... Like, it always starts small, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody does something with huge implications, and it's like, well, they wouldn't. Yeah, but they could. It's this whole... And if they have to, they will. Like It's this whole, like, a Disney thing about how they... They're... I can't remember what it's called. Basically, the patent that they have on characters. Mm. Uh, it copyright. Was, it was moving into the Creative Commons. Right. And they stopped it. Yeah. That seems like it's a small thing. And the reasons they were doing it make sense. But that is precedent for tons of other stuff. Yeah. For owning stuff forever, which is kind of scary. We're just having a very scary time right now. <laughs> Super scary. Yeah, just I thought that was a really interesting story that like, you know, if I decide I want to, if I miss Liberty City and I want to go cruising through Broker again with my man Nico Bellic, like, I'm not going to be able to hear 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins anymore. And that is unacceptable, Kaylin. Unacceptable. People should be listening to 1979 all the time. Do you know the joy I used to feel just cruising through Broker? Sun going down over the river? But now you can cruise in Final Fantasy whatever and ride Chocobos. <laughs> That is true. I gotta get back to that game. Pop's getting mad at me because I haven't played it in a while. Anyway, think food for thought. All right, stuff to think about. Yeah, not for me because my brain's dead and I have <laughs> holes in it. And not for me because I have too much anxiety and I don't want to worry. About, I just want to keep eating potato snacks. But you guys could definitely worry about it. Yeah, y'all go ahead and worry about it. Yeah, that's why we bring these things to you. Updates. Nothing. Nothing. God. I work and go to sleep now. I hope her presence brings you joy, friends, because she doesn't have a whole lot to contribute this week. Nope. Just my cackle. <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet. She hasn't cackled? Has she even gasped yet? I haven't gasped. Oh, my God. I got a bit of a headache. This is a low bar. <laughs> this is a low bar for the show right now. Forget everything I said about Patreon. Or double down on what I said about Patreon. <laughs> um, however, I'm going to get noodles later, so that'll definitely break me up. <laughs> Let's get to the break so I can make Kayla some fucking noodles. Um... First and foremost, mm-hmm. we got to talk about it. You're all just, you know, eh, Infinity War, blah, blah, blah. Great. I'm so happy for you. The movie's going to make more money than God. I'm going to go see Avengers tonight. Nothing will make me happier as if it doesn't make more money than Black Panther. Oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> um, but besides that fact, friends, let me tell you something about how comics work. Tell, tell them. Nothing is ever permanent. Nope. Everything might not be on fire, but definitely nothing matters in comic books. <laughs> nope. It's all getting undone. If you walk out of Infinity War, sad. Mm-hmm. You might be a little bummed. Yeah, you know, like listen, it's the first part of a two-parter. Yeah, there's got to be a little something to make you want to invest you in going back to see the second one. They're called Infinity Stones, people. So, I don't want to alarm you, y'all. Might be a bit of a downer. The movie might end on a down note. It's gonna be great. Just, just letting you know, might end on a bit of a downbeat, so that you can come back up in the second one. That's how movies work. That's how movies work. And y'all know what Thanos is trying to do. So when he does it, don't be alarmed. And don't think for one second that any of it matters or that it's permanent. No. It's a it's a movie about heroes that do heroic things and save the day. That's their job. That's the job of the movies. And I mean we'll everything's get- gonna be fine. We'll maybe get more spoilery after Caitlin sees it next week. I've listened to like an hour long hour and a half long spoiler special from Slate, a program that normally runs 35 minutes, but it took like an hour and 13 to get through all of Infinity War. I'm so excited. Uh, Um, They rattled off like 
you're all expecting people to die anyway, so it's not a big thing to say, like, oh, people die in this movie. But, like, one of the deaths happens, and it's so, like, flagrantly not permanent. <laughs> like, the guy commentating on this podcast was like, yeah, that happened, and it honestly took me out of the movie, because it was just like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, yeah, I. this is not, like, Wash from Firefly. <laughs> like, that I'm still sad about. <laughs> I still don't have a. I still don't have a sad. Mom, mom. Worst episode ever. Worst episode ever. Um, it it. I actually am still sad about it to this day. But he actually did die. It was permanent. He didn't come back. Uh, was I was like, maybe he can come back as a robot. Was that in Serenity? That was in Serenity. That was in Serenity. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you want to talk about Caitlin gasps? <laughs> that was like the most epic Caitlin gasp of all time. Uh, I forget how he died. I assume just River being useless. But what? No. River saves the day. Yeah, finally. Do nothing for like 20 episodes of That's the show and she three quarters the of the movie. A time before. <laughs> One time before. Yeah, she's only a kid. Super important. Blah. Anyway. So save our, save our Firefly. <laughs> debates for Firefly later. River debates for patron episodes. <laughs> but yeah, and so you're probably sitting there like, Jordan, we know it's a movie. Why are you, just, why are you talking to us like we're children? Because I've seen it already people are like oh my god i can't believe i can't believe that happened like clutching your pearls over a fucking marvel movie this is just like you know be impressed with this movie that they pulled off this level of brand synergy like yeah. this is not so to be honest if characters did do die and just are like flat out dead that's still kind of cool like good for you guys and it's not like you're not going to see the character ever again because these characters show up in a whole bunch of different media so yeah I was curious, though, having heard what happens in this movie, how much the train was slowing down as far as, like, the constant stream of Marvel cinematic content. It's my understanding that there's only two movies coming out between this one and that and the next one. I don't know, but I think... Ant-Man and Captain Marvel, I think, are the only two that are supposed to come out between well, the next Avengers. No, they've, but they've already talked about they're getting ready to do a Black Widow movie. They're doing but, like, this coming Black... out. Oh, oh, I see. Because the way the table is left at right. the end of this... I didn't know when the second one was slated to come out. Right. Because um, it was going to be like four years. I couldn't see Feige and co like putting the brakes on it that know. heavily. Because I mean. No. You can't make some of these movies again until you bring some of these people back. I think. I think they. I think there's like one. What do they call them again? Phases. I think there's one phase <laughs> left. Um, and then I think. Probably Foggy will like. I don't know. I don't know if he'll bow out. Um, There's been some chatter about that. That I mean, what does he have left to do with it? He pulled it off to a degree nobody ever thought he no, could. No, not at all. Um, It'd be private island time if I was that. <laughs> Thank God, Marvel owes him so much. Um, I don't even know if they know how much they owe him. Um, but I don't know. It, this is kind of interesting, just from a like, like blockbusters in this sequence as part of the same cinematic universe it's right it's never been done it's no. kind of changed the game and dc is not pulling it off right they're trying to do the same thing and it's not working all right justice league came out yeah which we did not see <laughs> we did not see um and like just like they're making they're almost making uh not b movies but like a point B movies like 
Like, they're not quite <laughs> the same level as Marvel. Um, but anyways, this has never been done before, and it's gonna, going to be interesting to see what, the, what happens after this, if there is an end to it. James Cameron's going to save us all. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> With his five, <laughs> this uh, what it is. five Avatar movies, Marvel, that no one Marvel stomping on it on everything. Yeah, <laughs> DC like being like we have movies too, and James Cameron off in the corner, drawing in a scrawling in a moleskin with his hair in his face, just like just wait, just wait, one day, you see my sixteen Avatar movies. They have a, 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 a Avatar theme park. I think part of Universal. Oh, I know. This is what he's been doing instead of a second mo- instead of the second movie. Which who was asking for that? No one. No one. None of we it. We want James. more Harry Potter world. None of it, James. Fucking Avatar. Anyway, as exploded during uh, events that will be chronicled at the end of the show after the music <laughs> out. <laughs> Caitlin exploded and said, oh my God, I do have an update. What is your update, Caitlin? Um, there are new episodes of Father Brown on Netflix. Hot damn. <laughs> um, yes, there are. And that's basically the only thing that has given me comfort and joy this week besides senior correspondent bring me tea and snacks. Give it up for Father Brown. <laughs> um, but they messed with the Scooby Squad again, and I am not having it. Stop touching it. <laughs> Bring them back. Where's uh, where's sister? What's her face? Did she come back this batch? No, again. I'm still waiting for her. Okay. So first of all, they got rid of Polish girl. She was out, and then they had like the, the four of them, and then this season, Sid's gone. Uh, lady, what's her face? Fucked off halfway through the season. Who was Sid? Uh, he was the driver. And just like, what what are you guys doing? And then there's another, the, the person that they added, actually, Bunty. I really like her. But we need it. We need uh, Chemistry Nun. We need Sid back. I want Lady Felicia back. And I want Polish Girl to show up. Just bam. Bring me, like, the Buffy crew. That's what I want for my Father Brown. All right? Anyways. Caitlin has very specific ideas for her Father Brown. Yes, I do. I wrote in an email. I always start my work emails with just a non sequitur about nothing. Right. <laughs> just totally random. Mm-hmm. Not like this show. Yeah. Bits and pieces. So and, together. And on Thursday, I believe, which was, I believe, the day most Infinity War stuff started, my email opened with, <laughs> my social media feeds are just flooded with Infinity War hype right now, and I'm just getting caught up on Atlanta like, yo, <laughs> y'all are fucking up. Yeah. Y'all. Atlanta. Ain't nothing like it on television. Here's the thing. It's a horror show. Right. Like, it's a, it's a horror show. It's suspense. That, that, it's, it's, it's not happy laugh times. Just like, hearing that makes me uncomfortable. Like, it's definitely has its funny moments. Yeah. And it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's unlike anything on television at all right now. There was an episode where Darius went to buy a piano he saw in Kijiji or something. Yeah. From some, like, rich dude. Some rich old white dude who lived in another area of the... Uh, I have a photo of it because I sent it to somebody. He bought it from this dude. He's currently eating an ostrich egg. Oh, that's horrifying. That's Donald Glover in Whiteface. Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> Teddy, that per- is... Teddy Perkins. Google Teddy Perkins, everyone. That's horrifying. He also talks in a voice like this for the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, two people get shot, and it's like... This is like Twin Peaks. I, you know, they wa- they backed away from the whole, like, you know, Twin Peaks for rappers, oh. with rappers thing that they said on the first season. Like, that was the, like... Really? That they said that a lot. And oh. I think that was like the like false thing to get people into the you remember how like the dude on the bus with the Nutella sandwich and stuff like that? Yeah. And this season they talked a lot about like it was called like Atlanta, Robin season. Like Robins? Like robbing. Oh. Like thievery. 
Um, and they made it, they kept talking a lot about it. It was a more like, you know, linear type of show. No, no, no. <laughs> You're like, you guys didn't watch it. That's there, what happened. What are some of the, I haven't even seen all the episodes, but like there's one where Earl and Van go to uh, do something Van wants to do, which is a uh, German cultural festival outside <gasps> of Atlanta. Uh-oh. And she puts on like Lederhosen and stuff and play ping, but they play ping pong. And there's a whole thing about like, oh. A dude who looks like Krampus trying to steal something from people and like... But it is a German cultural festival. Yeah. I thought that would be like... like uh, No, not su- not like super... No, not like, you know, white supremacy. Okay. No, like uh, like Oktoberfest hey, type shit. How, like that's what first comes to mind, right? I get a little bit nervous. Sorry, Germans. Damn. I wait. It's a big part of the... Apologies the- to the German listener. Go away. Fine. I'm of, sorry. Views of Caitlin McKinnon are not necessarily those of the Geek Down podcast. Goddamn. Well... Wow. You said it was a horror show. To me, that's like it is a horror show. that's like something horrible that could happen. Just um, wanted to go to a German festival. Like even an episode where like there's an episode where Paperboy, by the way, give Brian Tyree Henry like awards, all the awards. His like exasperated face this is not the first time I've said this, but like I feel like my entire being can be summed up in a gif of Paperboy's exasperated face. <laughs> like I think that's just too close to my life. Like it cuts too deep. An episode where he like tries to go get a haircut, but this is Atlanta in a nutshell. Paperboy tries to get a haircut. Right. Goes to the same barber he always goes to. Yeah. Who ain't there when he gets there. Right. And then he rolls up and he's on the phone. He's talking about something. He's not paying attention. And basically is like, it's Paperboy getting drugged through Atlanta, like to all these different places for all these scams that his trifling ass barber (laughs) is pulling off. Right. As he keeps saying like, no, man, just help me do this one thing right now. And uh, I swear to God, man, once I get this taken care of, I'm, I'm doing do you a proper, man. <laughs> and just, he keeps getting, like, stealing lumber from a fucking construction <laughs> yard. Or, like, it's like, I thought we were, get, I thought we were getting food. It's like, man, I, that's, guys, I stole some Nando's from the microwave at the construction site. You want some of that? <laughs> like, that type of thing. It's the thing where, like, Paperboy is like, man, fuck it. And he, like, l- leaves the guy and goes and gets his haircut somewhere else or whatever. And then, like, it's clearly cut a few months later yeah and paperboy comes in and walks by the trifling ass guy who's there like this is his big stand stand up for himself he's that glare mean mugs the guy he goes and sits down at a, at a new barber yeah he's sitting there mean mugging him and the barber's like so uh what you want man you want, one, want like a three or a five paperboy has no idea oh no he doesn't know what he wants <gasps> <laughs> he hasn't thought about it because his old trifling ass barber just did so when he tries to stand up for himself there's no point because <laughs> You always have to know what you're what 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 you're at. That's what I learned. Atlanta in a nutshell. Uh watched that. Watched I think I'm going through some sort of moment. We haven't had a geek down mental health update in a while. Okay. <laughs> Should we this episode? Something, it's been a dark episode. Something must be going on with me that has led to me to watch so much Superstore this week. Okay. <laughs> it's a feel good show. How much of it have you watched? Not that much. So then you did not see the episode, the season two. Uh, finale where a tornado struck the store no i did not and it gets mad dark <laughs> oh because the store is getting destroyed and then like they are like they emerge from the tornado and they're like going through the debris and this song Oh, geez. This song, this is Into Dust by Mazzy Star. <laughs> this song is playing in the background as they go through the debris. Did you shed a tear? 
I was kind of horrified, actually. It wasn't about shedding a tear. It was more like horrified. And like, I mean, Mark McKinney got like a cut on his head type of shit, like bleeding. When Brett's disappeared, they found a foot. Like, it's. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. And then they come back and it's like, hey, the grand opening is back on you know this day type of thing. Everything's cool. Brett's still dead, but. Oh my God. Brett wasn't dead. He came no, back. I know, but that is pretty dark, actually. <laughs> What was the joke? Brett shows up for work and they're like, oh no, we emailed the wrong, we emailed the wrong Brett and so-and-so has been clocking in for all this time. <laughs> America forever. It was like, guy, I tell you this is why clock-in buddies are bad. <laughs> oh, uh, retail humor. Uh, it's funny. It that's still funny. rings so true to us. Um, and I believe that's all I've really been into. You've had a very exciting week. Have I? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it. Well, you watched all this stuff. You have all these opinions. <laughs> I just... You're made of opinions, Jordan. <laughs> I have opinions this week. Yeah. That's always good to have. I always have a lack of opinions, and I feel really weird about it. Like, I should have more. I should have thought about these things more, but I don't. I just watch my shows. Watch watch my, uh, my stories. <laughs> Father Brown solves mysteries. Um... And does Father Brown have the answers? He does. The detective does not. The detective never has the answers. He's the he's the worst this season. You say that every season. No, he really is. He's terrible this season. He gets so angry. So you have opinions about the detective in a show about a Catholic priest who solves the mysteries in the fifties. Like, Welcome to my life. <laughs> Everything you need to know, but we're not going to talk about Catholic mystery solving priests. No. After the break? No, we're not. We're going to get mad post-apocalyptic Woo! when we come back. Before we do that, we're going to take a break and get this one some noodles. Noodles! Bye. And welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. Yeah. But before we do that, we have some rules. Yeah. The first rule being the rule of three. Yeah. That means if the thing we give each other comes in cycles or episodes or issues or chapters, we have to watch three of that thing. Yeah. So that it becomes the thing it's supposed to be. Yeah. Second rule. Hashtag save it for the pod. Yeah. Hashtag. That's my hashtag sound. You can't really hear it, but it's I'm doing the hashtag. Um, or the pound symbol, as we know it as. Yeah. Um, that yeah. is the rule, that we will not talk about the things we've gave, given each other until we were sitting in front of these microphones. Yeah. Because we want to give you guys the hottest of takes. So hot. Not stale. Fresh, hot, straight out the oven. Pillowy soft, just melt in your mouth. You know what they're like? What are they like? We offer the cocoa bread of takes. <gasps> Cocoa bread of takes. I like that. The cocoa bread of takes. The straight out of the oven cocoa bread. Get into this. Um, because we love you guys. And even though we talk about things that are three years old, we still want you to have our hot takes. Yeah. Third rule, which is not really a rule, but it's mostly a policy. There will be spoilers. So. Yeah. If you don't want spoilers, you hit the road. Go finish your 
think piece on Infinity War. And find your take somewhere else. <laughs> you, you get your take somewhere else. Yeah. Because these takes are full of spoilers. Because listen, the takes get heated by nature of spoilers. Yeah. It's kind of like a microwave. If you want to live spoiler free, you're going to get some stale ass takes. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, live your life, but. But really. Know what you're getting into. I'm going to go see Avengers tonight. <laughs> Next. Yeah. We're starting with my thing. We like to alternate. We're going to yeah. start with the thing that Caitlin brought me. However, I brought it to Jordan because of the thing he brought me. So we're having a bit of a like post-apocalyptic theme for this episode. Synergy. Hence the dark, twisted beginning of this episode. It's a little dark, a little sad. It was a sad thing. Little, little fire everywhere. Yep. Everything's fire. You can't touch the floor. Like, yeah. So we're continuing that trend, but as upbeat as possible. And therefore, I gave Jordan Mad Max Fury Road. How, how disgusted were you that I hadn't seen this movie when you gave it to me? I was pretty disgusted. Yeah, I figured you were. I mean, like, I could see maybe not going to see it in the theaters, but it's been on Netflix. It's not on Netflix anymore. Well, it has been, though. See? The things you think you have, you don't have. But that's Companies the are just of, taking them. That's the nature of Netflix. Companies just taking them. Just, just let it go, Jordan. Let it go. Well, 1979. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Billy Corgan doesn't want you to have it. So there. Um, I gave Jordan Mad Max Fury Road, it, which is a 2015 action film co-written, produced, and directed by George Miller, who is, of course, the original director of the first Mad Max f- film and the did the ones after that mad max thunderdome mad max i think you rolled right up on subsequent but then it got away from me yeah it was there and then it was gone <laughs> this is what happens when i'm tired i forget more than i usually forget the director of mad max and the, the ones Those, that followed the ones that were here but after um yes he did those as well he also did some other stuff that i'm always surprised about yeah like babe pig in the city yeah but like George Miller, he's awesome. And you know what? Happy feet. He's also a feminist. Um, yeah, he is. Miller collaborated with Brendan McCarthy and Nico Lathoris on the screenplay. This is all Wikipedia. You can read it along if you like with me. <laughs> um, the fourth installment and a reboot of the Mad Max franchise. It is a joint Australian-American venture produced by Kennedy. Uh, we don't care. Uh, the film is set in a post-apocalyptic desert wasteland where petrol and water are scarce commodities. It follows Max Rokotansky, Tom Hardy this time, not Mel Gibson. Um, because Mel Gibson is old and crazy, uh, who joins forces with Imperator Furiosa, Charlize Theron, to flee from cult leader Morton Joe, uh, Hugh Keyes Byrne. Fun fact about that, he's like the bad guy in the first movie or the second movie or something. Is he? Yep, but he has a mask on this time, so you can't tell. Um, uh, and his army in an armored tanker truck, leading to a lengthy road battle. Um, the film also... You know, has other famous people in it, like Zoe Kravitz and stuff. And people that you're like, hey, I know that person. She's a model. Or, hey, I know that person. He's an English guy and lots of other things. Um, Anyways, so yeah, they... It starts out. um, There's lots of desert as because it's a Mad Max film. Mad Max does not say very much at all in this film. Really, this is like the Imperator Furiosi film. Yeah. Um, And... I loved this film so much. So I'm kind of curious to hear what Jordan has to say about it. 
Uh, I don't think it's surprising when I say that it was fucking great. I mean, I knew it was going to be fucking great when I went into it. Um, I just don't see movies. Uh, what I was curious about was like, <laughs> this is not my term. And it's when I, I use it more as an observation than a condemnation. Yeah. Uh, the problem glasses on my Twitter feed when this movie came out. The problem what? Problem glasses. Glasses? It's it's a term that uh, scuzz buckets use to describe the um, telltale kind of horn-rimmed pointed cat's eye glasses that a lot of... Oh, like librarians? And yes. Stuff? Right. That a lot of uh, half-shaved head social justice types frequently wear. Yeah. If I had glasses, I'd totally wear them. And I mean, it's a type for a reason. I don't know. I don't know why there's like a uniform. I've never understood why there's a uniform. I agree with the philosophy. I just don't understand the uniform. But anyway, topic for another day. Okay. Yeah the uh, the the problem glasses on my Twitter feed were so about this movie, right. the feminist second coming. And I'm like, is it? All right, let's check that out. Yeah, it is. Cool. Yeah, she's got a cool arm. Um, yeah, Mad Max, also known as. The amputee's best chance of getting acting work. Yeah. <laughs> Missing a limb? They're making a Mad Max. Get or some work. that or pirate movies. <laughs> True story. Um, that said, the movie still makes some odd choices that I wasn't crazy about. Okay. Specifically, like, in the production. Oh, okay. They do a frame rate speed up often in this movie. Yes. Not crazy about it. Oh, I really like it. No, nah, not great. Action-packed and, like, things are going crazy. Not crazy about it. Had a real, like... We're still trying to do the Matrix type of vibe to it. Okay. Um, I wasn't crazy about that. No one has ever come up with a definitive reason for why Tom Hardy makes the choices he does with his roles <laughs> and his voices. Oh, Tom Hardy. And this wasn't even like, it sounded like all of his voice work was recorded in post. Maybe he'd put on like a... Uh, a like London accent and they were like, you know what? George Miller was like, mm, not working. You made a choice. <laughs> we're going to need you to, need you to do a more normal voice. No, it did. It sounded, and it took me out of it a little bit. Cause every time he spoke, you, know, you expect Tom Hardy to be doing some weird shit whenever he speaks in movies anyway. But yeah. um, look out for Venom, everyone. <laughs> some more furious ass. I'm like, you, you want that thing off your face? <laughs> I, as a viewer, I'm like, he probably doesn't. <laughs> no. He just wants to keep that thing on. Yeah, that took me out of the movie a few times. And I didn't notice it as much, but I could see where it was actually. I was watching it at work and Pops peeked his head in and he'd seen it and he mentioned the uh, the, the color saturation, the use of color saturation in the in, yeah. in the film. He does not. He wasn't crazy about it either. I didn't feel oh. too much a ways about it one way or another. I know there's a monochrome version of it as well that you can dig up. That's super you cool. You can find there's a black and white version. Like they did it first. Like Logan did it. Yeah. But Mad Max did it first, I think. Cool. Um, and a few like, you know nitpicks like there's no way he survived that crash in the fucking sand tornado no there's zero possibility he survived but it's that. like a, a post-apocalyptic fantasy sci-fi film and also and i mean it's a testament to the movie that i was able to put this aside as much but i mean like there's compare and contrast the two things we got yeah we look we're looking at this week without getting too much into the thing i brought you yet but like the thing i brought you mm-hmm. i think the the marketing materials say post-apocalyptic but it's more kind of dystopian oh yeah this is post-apocalyptic oh yeah this is like mutants and and like the destruction of nature people making ridiculous wardrobe choices ridiculous (laughs) wardrobe choices transport modifications like yeah ridiculous um 
Yeah, there's a real, like, you know, the hills have eyes type of vibe, you know, like, you know, yeah. boils and that dude was missing a nose and is wearing a three-piece suit, but the nipples are cut off and he's got <laughs> pierced nipples and, and weird, like, clubfoot type stuff. Like, so I haven't, uh, I haven't seen the hills have eyes, but I, um, at this point I'd be like, hills have eyes or Mad Max film. Like, I just, you <laughs> really, um, I don't usually vibe with that. This is a very well done version of that. Um, so Caitlin didn't get into too much of the plot. I didn't understand what the hell they were doing with him at the start of the movie. Sorry, I thought I totally did get into the plot. You just kind of said like he were, meets up with her. You didn't say what they why they were running or what were, the chase was. So but. it was actually a really cool scene. So at the beginning, she's working for Joe, who is the bad guy. We're just gonna call him Joe, um, and. Morton Joe and uh, she's gonna go to Gas Town, yeah, Gas and Bullets. Yeah, and go and she's going on her great pilgrimage, which like you can see the town with the um, <laughs> with, with the tanker truck. What do they call it? The the war rig. Yeah, um, and she's gonna take off, and then she starts down the road. And they're watching her. Don't get addicted to water, Jordan. Um, <laughs> take it easy on the water, friends. Hey. It'll, it'll control you. Senior correspondent water will, and I, Water will control you. Senior correspondent and I still say that to each other. <laughs> Don't get addicted to water. That's <laughs> one of us is drinking and like water comes out our nose. Like that's that's what happens. Um, so then she's heading towards there and then all of a sudden she makes a turn. Boom. Veers east. Yeah. So Mad Max is not with her at this point. No. Um, but he is... Has O-type blood. Is that correct? Did I remember that right? O-type universal donor. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they're doing with him. They're calling him a blood bag. Yeah. I have no idea. They just hook him up to one of these albinos. And yeah. So he's he's basically a human that they're using for blood. Why do they need blood? Because uh, they need transfusions. Why? Because they're sick. What are they sick with? Who knows? It's the post-modulistic future. <laughs> That's kind of the thing for this. What? There's there's a lot of world building done in this movie for certain, but there's a lot of things left out. Which, I don't think out of laziness. Which, I think they were deliberate choices to leave them out. But I like see, I really like that. But it's the David Simon School of Storytelling, right? And I, I have heralded that on other shows, so I'm not yeah. gonna knock it too badly here. They're like they're spraying that silver shit in their mouth yeah, for whatever reason. Crazy. And, and, and it makes them look like they have a grill. <laughs> um there's a weird bastardization of like Norse mythology in there. They're going to Valhalla, Caitlin. Yeah. The poor boys are going to Valhalla. Um, so yes, Max has been strapped. If you've seen anything from this movie, it's been Tom Hardy with the, you know, cage thing on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Bane mask version one on his, on his face strapped to the, a pole at the front of this car, just getting driven along. Um, again, he would be blind. He would be. <laughs> He has so much sand in his but eyes. But Mad Max has been through a lot, Jordan. Apparently, he can, he can get again, it this. what was it? We don't fucking know. You get some flashbacks, but but yeah. I've also I I know nothing. Should also be said, I know nothing about these movies. You've seen all. them? No. I'm sorry. What? You could have hit me with the the 80s one, and I would have been like, yeah, okay, cool. Never saw the Mel Gibson one. What? My only my only familiarity with the Mad Max movies is that uh, Beyond Thunderdome song by Tina Turner. Yeah. That's it. Sing it in your heads. You know it. Oh, I'm already singing yeah. it. The whole time I've been... This is the only... The only problem I had with this movie was the lack of Tina Turner. <laughs> the lack of Tina Turner. Um, but from what I gather, having read a quick, you know, wiki of the series as a whole... Yeah. The first Mad Max really didn't give you much about his 
story at all or how, it, the, how the world went bad or no it really doesn't it sort of like the road warrior apparently which is the sequel does a little more yes but the first one didn't so the, and, i'm not surprised that this one didn't and then um yeah and beyond thunderdome like it's just they're just like snippets in a story mm. right and this is just another snippet in the story so i'm okay with them not telling me everything that's going on you're just told to just like keep up like i'm gonna go at a good clip here um <laughs> So then... So Furiosa tries to, like, lose them by going through this fucking sand tornado monsoon thing, which which when... What's his name? Nux? I think so. It's been a while. The war boy that's hooked up to, uh... Hooked up to Max? To blood bag? Yes, to blood blood bag. They wipe out. Um, They're chained together, so he's got to drag them along. Yeah. Definitely some moments with the chain, using the chaining together that that I enjoyed that were very well done. Um... Did he just run up on them or I think they had so. stopped, right? Yeah. They the something engine something. Something. <laughs> I don't remember. Um right, because he had that shotgun that didn't work and he tried to like hostage. That's what it was. He rolls up on him with the shotgun that like doesn't work because he tried to shoot the the chain off. Yeah. But the shotgun didn't work. And he rolls up on Furiosa at all, including uh the, the f- wives. Four of them. Yeah. These four wives. Which you discover is the reason why Furiosa booked it. Yep. She has these basically breeding wives that Joe probably rapes on the regs to yep. uh, continue popping out children that he raises into soldiers. Yeah. Um, or sometimes dwarven oxygen tank breathing. Yeah. It's a very weird movie. Uh, lookout type. Yeah. <laughs> children. Um. And there was a really well choreographed fight between him, Furiosa, him being Max, Max Furiosa. Nux somehow survived as well, so he's he's alive. So Max is kind of like fighting both of them off and basically gets to a point where he's like, he thinks he's just going to take them all back and that'll be like, everything will be fine, everything will be great. And Furiosa convinces him that like, you know, that's betting on the wrong horse. So chase part de. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to the green place. Long story short, the green place doesn't exist. If you really want to break this movie down, it's like we drive for four days in one direction and then turn around and drive back. Which I thought was brilliant. (laughs) I thought that was such a good... It was all about not running away from your problems. They get where they're going, find out that it doesn't exist. It's gone. It's gone bad. Yeah. Um, And again, in one of these like world building moments where it's like, you know, we've got X amount of fuel in this. We can can ride for 186 days. That should be enough to get us past the salt. What's the salt? Where are they? I don't know. Everybody seems to know about it or what it means, but it's like the edge of the world type of thing that nobody's ever made it across and come back. Yeah. And Max is just kind of like, you know, the Citadel, which is where uh, Immortan Joe is kind of based out of, you know, they had green there. They had crops. They had water. It's like, so you're saying we just turn around, like drive back through them. It's like, well, it's not defended. What did he say? It's going to be a bad day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so said, it's going to be a bad day. Um, I do remember specifically, if you want to talk about whether or not the movie is feminist, there's a moment where <laughs> I remember the problem glasses on my Twitter mentioning this specifically back in the day when the movie came out. Um, they have a sniper rifle. Yes, I love that scene. It's got four bullets left. They've yeah. done an inventory. They only got four shots with it. The one of these rando weirdo cars is like bearing down. They're stuck in a mud pit. Um, and this car is on tank tread, so it's like bearing down on them fast. Max takes one shot, boom, misses. Takes another shot, boom, misses. 
Zoe Kravitz, who, by the way, hey, girl. Yeah. What's up, queen? Love to see Zoe Kravitz show up in anything. She's like, you got one shot left. And Furiosa just kind of like walks up behind him. And there's like a pause. They wouldn't say anything to each other. And he just hands the, uh, it's not even just that he hands the gun to her. She like uses him as a tripod. She sits it on yeah. his shoulder and is like, don't breathe. Like, hold this shit steady. He's literally just a prop for her. Yeah. Um, which I mean, seems like such a small thing. And maybe you don't understand when people are going, oh my God, that's amazing. But like shit like that don't happen. And I love the old ladies <laughs> on the motorcycles. They're amazing. <laughs> of course. Silly me. Why does Caitlin love this movie? <laughs> old old ladies, ladies on motorcycles firing guns. Yes. When they get where they're going. Uh, they meet up with Furiosa's tribe, which is, what do they call it? The Hundred Mothers or something? I don't know. Uh, it's post-apocalyptic. Um, the tribe is basically gone. There's only a few of them left. Um, and they're all old rifle packing, motorcycle riding yeah. <laughs> grannies, which is Caitlin's whole aesthetic. So, <laughs> And then, you know, they drive back and lots of explosions and car crashes and i mean to a certain extent it may i've never had a thing for the fast and the furious movies i think those are the stupidest things in the world and i don't understand why they're as possible why they're as popular as they are yeah but watching this i can be like yeah okay extended car chases are cool yeah um but i clearly want them with like guys swinging on poles and a <laughs> strapped <laughs> guy things. chained to a tower of amplifiers playing, <laughs> playing a ridiculous guitar um <laughs> Thank God I already knew about that dude beforehand because there were like, you know, write-ups on him when the movie came out. Otherwise, when that hit, I might just, might just have been like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> what has happened? That's a step too far. Um, but yeah, I mean, my, my take when I was done, first of all, A, I almost missed my bus stop when I got home. So, I mean, hey, good, good on it for that. Excellent. Um, yeah, they, they make it back. Um, some people live, some people die. They make it back. They win the day. And they basically have to be like let up there's like a platform that takes them up into the citadel and um they, max shows up dumps in morton J- joe's body in the crowd and then i believe the crowd tears him apart is that what i yeah, was taking I yeah. That's, yeah good for them yeah um apocalyptic <laughs> it's like let them up let them up and they all they drive the car onto the platform and they're rising up and furiosa looks out and max is already come back shane he's already making his way through the crowd in the opposite direction yep and they nod at each other Respect. Respect. No makeouts. Nope. No love story. It's not a time for a love story. Keep him with post apocalyptic. <laughs> we got trying to, to survive. No time for love. No. In the post apocalyptic wasteland. I don't know where he's. I don't know what his better option is at this point, though. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> he's a got, wanderer. Where you got to go, homie? You can just chill. He's a wanderer with your sweet, bald, one-armed, badass lady friend. Get get hooked on that sweet H two O. I just want another one. It's it's been too long. It has been too long, and I mean, I thought like immediately they were like, yes, they're doing the the really Furiosa base. Like it's in the title, yeah. Um, and then he's gone back again and said, no, it's going to be called Mad Max: The Wasteland. And he's got the Hardy signed on for four, but they've he says he's got script for three, and they you know finished one. But it's that greenlit money being tied to Avatar. Freed up. Freed up, Cameron. <laughs> Continue scribbling in the corner. <laughs> Mad Max, when you see my when you see my wasteland. It's gonna have, you see all the you see the Navi wasteland. Is that what they were called? The Navi. The Navi. Yeah. I see you. Ugh. I, I see you. Ugh. Um so yeah, that's Mad Max. What what kick punches? Kick punches. 
Nine. Nine? Yeah. My goodness. Listen, if you're r- busting out to see Avengers this weekend and you haven't seen Mad Max, take your ticket, return it, and, see Mad and Mad watch Max. Mad Max instead. Excellent. Listen, what am I always on about? Show me something I haven't seen before. I don't agree with everything I saw <laughs> in this movie, but like, it's not it's not a world anybody wants. To, I don't think anybody watches Mad Max and goes like, man, that's cool. It'd be awesome if I could live there. No, no. you don't do that. No, you don't. But it's like so much effort went into building this world and the details and the crazy batshit cult philosophy, silver spray paint spraying in your mouth. Yes. Swinging. Like, what was the random detail? One of the million assaults on the war rig as they're going as they're going by Mm -hmm. and it was some dude made it up near the cab i think it was a dude he had like a crossbow on his arm or something but he had he was wearing a mask and on the back of the mask it was like a doll head face cut in the back with like a metal plate on the doll's mouth why who knows for fun but i'm sure in the exegesis of the film that dude had a reason for doing that and i and i buy it things like that will impress me i don't need to watch you know Hulkbuster armor punch Thanos in the face. I'd much, much rather see Furiosa. <laughs> see, see some new shit I haven't seen with her cool arm. Drive a thing. Drive a thing. Excellent. So yeah, go watch that. It was on Netflix. Now it's not. You'll have to find it. So I don't know where you're gonna find it. I'm not gonna tell you where I did. Uh, Caitlin gave me a DVD. Yep. So, Jordan, yeah. let's talk about the thing you brought me. Talk about the thing I brought Caitlin. Mentioned it last week. It was it was a, what I from what I had seen of the current anime season, it was an early leader. I was enjoying it more than I thought I would, um, given the ridiculous title and premise. Yes. But I knew it was a uh, an early leader for a lot of other people as well. And that is the terribly, unfortunately named, named Megalobox. Mega low box. I put some reverb on my on my re- oh, see this they tried to sell me on the mixer with effects. It's like well this mixer doesn't have effects, it'll save fifty bucks. <laughs> if I'd spent that fifty bucks, I could just put in live reverb right now. God damn it. I think it's okay. My life is nothing but regret. <laughs> Mega low box is an <laughs> anime from this season. It started on April eighth, I believe, of this year. As mentioned at the time, I didn't know this when I went in until the the commemorative logo popped up. But this is a reimagining of a classic boxing manga called Ashita no Joe or Tomorrow's Joe, written by Asao Takamori and illustrated by Tetsuo Chiba. is the 50th anniversary of that manga. So as they are wont to do sometimes, they're like, let's do something to celebrate it. Woo. And instead of doing just a like party, let's a party or like let's do another show but like uh, give everybody cell phones and just like put it in <laughs> the contemporary day uh they really went alternate universe and put it in a post-apocalyptic more dystopian sort of environment and the boxing involves uh like cyborg arms yeah it's that movie with um uh wolverine in it yeah was he wearing stuff, or did he just have robots that fight, oh, right, or did the, he do, or did he do two movies? Oh, maybe he did two movies. No, I think there was just robots that fought. Get at us! I don't know if he had robots that fought, or if he had, if he Rob- had a boxing movie where he boxed, though, didn't he? Or was it the same movie? We're I not think doing- I think you boxed and your robot did what you did. We're not. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. And then yes. I think there was a twist in the movie where he wore the robot. What? Yeah. Well, just imagine if like he wore the robot through the whole movie. This is directed by Yo Moriyama and written by Katsuhiko Manabe and Kensaku Kojima. 
The series takes place in a futuristic setting where licensed citizens live in a wealthy city on the outskirts of this city. There's a slum town where unlicensed citizens live in poverty. Megaloboxing is a popular sport in this world similar to boxing, except the fighters wear a metal frame, which makes their attacks much more lethal. Junk Dog, mm, so good with names, is a young man who fights in the underground illegal rings in fights that have a fixed result where his coach, Gansaku, directs him on when to lose a fight. One evening, he almost crashes his motorcycle into Yukiko Shirado, who is the head of the wealthy Shirado group who oversees the new Megalonia tournament. They're going to find the best of the best. Junk Dog picks a fight with her bodyguard, Yuri, who's also the top-ranked Megalo boxer. Yukiko stops the fight, but Yuri seeks out Junk Dog and meets him in the underground ring, where he easily beats the less experienced fighter and tells him to fight him again in Megalonia, which Junk Dog would need a proper citizenship ID to enter. After Gansaku persuades a mob boss to forge an ID under the name Joe, the two are given three months to achieve their goal of working their way to the top of the Megalonia rankings. Some people have cited the interesting fact that this deals with undocumented types. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a thing we care about anymore in this show. I think people made way too much about that. Yeah. It was like, this show is progressive. It deals with undocumented people. Nope. He's got, I'm sure come episode 12, someone will figure this out and try to get him thrown out of the tournament. And then he makes his way back in just because he's too damn good. Yeah. This is a sports anime. Oh, yeah. we've We've done enough of these at this point. That we know the types. You didn't even let me sing it. <laughs> this is a, this is a sports anime. Best, like no one was before. Woo. There we go. <laughs> Kaylin has gotten a couple of these. Mm-hmm. They always seem to go over better than I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. They either go over well enough or super amazingly well. There's no teams in this one. Nope. So I don't know how this one is going to uh, go over for Caitlin. I was surprised by the style of the show. Mm-hmm. I showed Caitlin a rap montage that plays in the second episode that I was greatly taken by. Uh, I love the music in general. Great closing theme. But I mean, as with any sports anime, your protagonist is thin. Yes. All he wants to do is fight. But damn, if they have that moment where, what do I always love? I love that moment where like your protagonist like surprises the guy who clearly outclasses him. Yeah. I just want that moment where they're surprised and they just have to think about it. Yeah. And this gave that to me in episode two. And I was like, all right, Megalobox. We'll see what we see. We'll see what you've got. I'm a hang with, I'm a hang with you. And I understand if you're like deeply versed in the like lore of Ashton Ojo, half the fun is like seeing everyone from bit players to major characters like show up right. in their futuristic versions. I have seen a little of the old anime, right. but it's an old anime, so it's a oh. it can be a slog to get through. Yeah. Who likes still shots? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me either. So it's a slog, but we're only three episodes in. Actually, four. I haven't even seen the fourth yet. Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. How's this one going over for you? It's complicated. Oh. <laughs> that was a dumb show about robot boxing. <laughs> complicated. So I don't like... That well, I I understand why it was necessary, but like him almost running over what's her face, I was like, Ugh, <laughs> that's yeah, okay, very predictable, but whatever. I, I bet you she loves him later. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Joe, really? That's the na- just and just one, not a last name, because I'm pretty right? sure you need a sure first a, and a last name for an ID. Official ID needs a second name. Yeah, and also that's not just the name he chose, which I was just like. Joe and everyone was like 
that's a great name. I was like, not one of you motherfuckers was like, no, that's a, Joe is not a great name. Joe is a terrible name. Shots fired at the Joes in the audience. But if you were going to pick your own name, would you really pick Joe? I mean, they don't have a choice there, right? I mean, there are certain constraints placed on it by the source material that they need to honor. Well, they could have at least given him a last name. That's all I have <laughs> to say, right. right? So that, I was like, uh. Um, his, the relationship with his manager. Okay. We'll get back to that in a sec. So I'm trying to go through the things that I have, you know, issues with. And I'm just mm. nitpicking. Okay. Um, I, it was, I was actually really enjoying it. Then the kids showed up. And I don't know how I feel about the kids. I'm like, I don't even like their animation. Like, <laughs> I just, but then I kind of. Little, little vagrant slum kids who show up in the third episode. And I was like, what's going on here? And then I kind of like, I don't know how I feel about them. One is clearly a megalobox savant who like yeah. knows everything about yeah. gears and how best to tweak them. Now saying that and having these like little nitpicky things. I really enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. I love the main character, and that is... Really? Right? Really? Yeah. I am taken... <laughs> I am taken aback, <laughs> friends. Um, because he's kind... He's a little bit different. He's not whiny, and he doesn't yell a lot. He does not... He does... Where's, where's my applause drop? No, he does not... No yelling. This he's, is not Haikyuu. There's no yelling. He's just like... I'm having fun because I'm getting like I'm actually there's a challenge here. Mm. Um, I I'm waiting for the moment because I am going to continue watching because that's how much I enjoyed it. Damn! Um, I almost went to fourth episode and then I couldn't find it and I was like, "What's going on?" Um, and then I just probably <laughs> the curse of free crunchy roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, it. Uh, I'm waiting for the moment where he realizes people are better than him mm. and he does need to like pull up his socks um his character in the early goings he's clearly more talented than everyone he gets in the ring with yeah but he's doing these fixed matches for the mob so yeah. he's always got to lose and that kills him inside yeah because he's better than all of them but to make any money he's got to throw the matches i like that he's like super scarred up and he he is skinny but he looks like he's like like there's malnutrition going on mm. <laughs> not like this is a choice um uh yuri i I don't know what's going on with his mullet. Um, they need to give him a new haircut. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, there are numerous characters throughout anime. It's kind of a classic anime look, but more of an 80s anime look. Yeah. Um, um, hence the, the mullet. The, br the brush forward, yeah, yeah. mullet thing. Um, so there's, I love the uh, relationship between him and his manager because you like hate his manager, but hate, you find out like his manager, there's like a hidden, I don't know what to call it, like, Hidden knowledge. Like, his manager really is knowledgeable. And that was the best thing about the... There wasn't, like, a... Like, they didn't... In the original, what few episodes I saw, they didn't know each other beforehand. Oh, okay. They just, I think... He was... A, the manager was a drunk. Right. And I think just saw him sparring or saw him lose a match and just saw, like, you know... The, saw the raw talent type of thing. And I don't know exactly what his story was. He was probably a fighter coming up type thing. But, yeah, you're right. It's... When you realize that... Because at first he's like, no, no, we can't do this. And don't, there's, we're not doing this. And then it's like, okay, well, fuck it. We're doing it. Yeah. You're going to get your ass kicked unless you start doing X, Y, Z. And he has like tangible yeah. points that like you need to work on these things or you're going to get killed. Uh, spoiler for third episode. Um, I'm, gl I'm 
kind of really glad that he doesn't have armor right now. I'm that's going to be really interesting. Mm. Um, I'm wondering if it's going to be him armorless, but that seems like that can't be possible because he'll actually die. <laughs> like unless the kid, the savant kid, can I think put the something. Savant will probably put something together. Make something for him. Um, also, in the original, that character was a girl, so I don't know if this is going to be a pitch situation where. Because you can make that criticism that there are no, no women in this show. was about to be my criticism. There are zero. Not even, like, side. Like, there's one <laughs> chick. She is the head of megalomania. What's it called? The yeah. boxing tournament? Yeah. Um, her, her conglomerate yeah, that she um, heads is throwing the tournament. So there is – it has definitely not packed past the Bechdel test. No. Like, there is no, <laughs> no passing. No, no, no. There's not even, like – there's a woman, like – Giving out apples. I think that's like the only time you see a woman in the entire three episodes, except for the head of the company. So not even like, I was like, can you just make like the gangster a woman? Like anything? Throw us a bone here. So yeah. But I do think that remains to be seen. That character was originally a girl in the original story. There may be like a pidge situation going on here. We're just to get by in the wasteland. She's been posing as a boy. Yeah. I hope so. Anyway, I hope the show is smart enough to do that. That would be good. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And that main character, he would, he definitely ha- he has that thing that everyone wants to do, that everyone wants to make their main character have, that je ne sais quoi. Mm. He's got like a charm to him. Charisma, they say, got, they say in the wrestling biz. Yeah, he's got charisma and he's interesting and you don't know much about him and, um, but in a good way. And he's more like this, like the side character you really like. But he's the main character, mm. um, at least personality-wise. Mm. Now there is still that like, like I kind of actually like his. I'm gonna, I'm gonna win the tournament. Like he's like, I just gotta get there. And his manager's like, you are going to be murdered. And he's like, no, 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 I just we gotta get there. We have three months. You're coming from nothing. Nobody yep. knows who you are. You haven't even had a professional match. They keep on calling him what bo- bottom ranked or something, something like that. Yeah, because um, he's like 247th <laughs> in the ranking. Uh, so yeah, it, I'm really interested to see how he does, how it develops. You already know what one of his first components is going to be. It's going to be that shark guy. Yeah. Um, right. And, and I loved the boxing. That was That's really- what it's going to come down to, right? Is if they, any show like this. Yeah. If they can make you care, like, what do I get, fucking care about volleyball? You don't. But the way they animate it, you're yeah. like, I am so into volleyball right now. Like the, like the shots, the boxing shots are amazing. Um, and knowing, like, slowing things down and being like, oh, I can see what he's doing. He's going to try and go for the right hook. Like, that kind of thing. Love it. Also love the blood spatter. Because we know I'm really into gore. <laughs> love the blood spatter. Love her some good blood spatter. Yeah, so when he almost hits this woman, he's driving through the city. He's raging because he wants to have a real fight, but nobody will let him type of thing. Yeah. And he ends up running into the you know head of the conglomerate. And Here's the thing. We don't even know her name. That's how bad I it is. I said her name, didn't I? Uh, Last name's Shiratori. I think it starts with a Y something or other. Yukiko. Yukiko. There we go. Yukiko Shiratori. Shirato. Yukiko Shirato. Um, and yes, the, the current champ is just with her, acting as uh, her bodyguard type of thing. He calls her master. It's a little weird. Um, Joe, because of who he is, is like, that bullshit's not real. Megaloboxing. You're, you're a disgrace. And... This insults Yuri's sensibility, so he goes and finds him at the uh, at the underground gym. He's like, "This is what you think is this is what you think the real stuff is." And of course, he's got the super like 
embedded into him. It's not like a frame. It's no. like actually sits on him and like gouges into his muscles type of thing. You know, Giver type yeah. suit type thing. And, you know, you live for that moment. He starts off by saying, I don't even need, I'll put my, I'll, only, I'll beat you up. What does he say? My left? I All I need is my left? Yeah. So he puts his right behind his body and is holding him off and yeah. toying with him. There's that one moment where Joe pulls out something he doesn't expect and he's got to bring his right up to block it. Yeah. And Joe's just like, that you didn't need that. And then probably gets his ass whipped, but just like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's what I live for in these shows. Just that <laughs> one moment where the like super proficient asshole just make him think about it for a second. That's Even what I live they for. They show Yuri like working out later and he's like done his workout. And then he has like a flashback to what uh, uh, Joe says to him. And he like goes back to train. <laughs> and I was like, it's eating away at it's you, isn't there. it? And it's like, you know, it's like, you want to fight me again? You know where to find me you know make her way to the, the finals because yeah. he's like got to buy because he's the champ so he's just going to be in the final two no matter what yeah so i don't know how many episodes of this we're getting i am surprised that you i think after the second episode i was like yeah i'm gonna give this to caitlin when we get to episode three and then i watched episode three and went maybe i don't want to give this to caitlin i was kind of walking it back a bit so i'm pleasantly surprised that yeah. it, that it landed as well as it did landed like a like a well-executed jab like that. <laughs> Just like that. Um, speaking of punches. Yeah. Of the um, kick variety. I am going to give it an eight. Give it an eight. Wow. Yeah. We haven't had a solid positive positive day on the show in a long ass time. Well, since our the entry started so uh, <laughs> so so sad and <laughs> sullen and the world's on fire. <laughs> a, uh, everything is terrible. But you know what? We're, we're ending on a positive note today, friends. Yeah. Uh, that is on Crunchyroll. We'll probably also get dubbed on Funimation as well at some point. But yeah, that's out there. And I mean, if you're okay with being a week behind, you can watch that shit for free. Amazing. For free. What a time to be alive. Well. That's, I think, the end of the show. Caitlin's got to go pick up some teacups. Yeah, I do. Don't tell senior correspondent Chris. Because Caitlin needs teacups like I need records. How about you shut your face? How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 we're gonna let her out of here to go do that as said at the top of the show if you'd like to get at us for any reason you can do that via twitter at geekdownpod instagram also at geekdownpod email geekdownpod at gmail.com or on our decrepit malnourished barely looked at facebook group but it's still there and you can find it at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod and that will be all for us today Thank you for joining us, like we said, for another wonderful episode. My name is Caitlin Kennan. My name is Jordan Ferguson. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> every fucking week the, every week the fucking tag is just gonna be you exploding at a scat because it's so funny <laughs> it's just so funny every time God damn it. Uh, oh my gosh I do have an update Guess what I meant. Oh, God.